Today, I will talk a little about karma. When you do an action, it creates an impression in the world and in your mind. And in reaction to that impression, becomes a kind of indent in the mind. And in that indentation in the mind, there is the, the impression on you which lasts. And those lasting impressions formed from actions done in the world are called sanskaras. They are the impressions in the mind. When they come to fruition, they are karma. But when they are being held in the mind, in the subconscious mind, they are your deep mental tendencies. And these sanskaras, these impressions that have been made from all of the experiences that you have had in all of your lifetimes, in everything you have done, everything leaves an impression on the mind to one degree or another. We know that that traumatic experiences leave very strong impressions in the mind, but all experience leaves an impression in the mind. And as you do actions and have experiences in the world, you begin to accumulate your unique individual understanding, your unique set of experiences, set of responses to experience. And that becomes your individual identity. That is your basket of karma, as it is called. That is your, your forms your personal identity, your personality, your responses to the world are based on all of these assumptions that you have based on your experience. But this karma is also an impediment because it brings with it levels of distortion. In a completely clear mental sphere, there is the knowledge of the unitary whole of life. There is the return to peace and infinite love of divine being. But when you have these impressions in the mind, they begin to form distortions. For example, you may have had an experience where uh, someone was very mean to you in a certain type of setting and uh, criticized and condemned you. And so in the future, you find that you want to avoid that particular kind of setting. You want to avoid situations like that. You may not even remember the experience you had in the past, but you find that you just have a natural inclination to avoid anything to do with that type of experience, whether the situation, the place. You feel as if you contract and, and uh, you don't feel good about yourself. And so you want to avoid it. 
and and you find you have a natural avoidance and naturally there is there is a great deal of reaction to parental figures and the impressions that you have from childhood but those impressions go even deeper because the all of the impressions in your mind that form your unique individuality are not simply from this life they're from multiple lives many different types of experiences and then when you come into this life you tend to have experiences which repeat the circumstances you are drawn into situations which repeat the understand the situations which will draw a similar understanding to what you have had in the past and that way these deep karmic patterns become reinforced in the mind they become strong grooves in the mind and then in the brain because the repetitive patterns are repeated and repeated they form pathways in the brain the mind is not limited to the brain even when the body dies the mind continues to exist and this basket of karma this unique flower in the garden of creation that you are continues to exist continues to find expression and seek again a physical form to express in so the people in your life who are your teachers your parental figures other teachers in your life they help you to form who you are your culture helps to form your sanskaras your uh the natural environment you live in if you uh, grew in the tropics or in in alaska you would have very different uh understanding of the natural environment you would react differently all of these things come together to form your unique existence in the world and it is because of this unique existence that you are alive and flourish and grow and that you are bound and that understanding of your deeper nature the subtle layers of your being becomes difficult due to these coverings of sanskara these distortions of mind these impressions from the past which have indented your mind in different ways and whether they are chains of gold or chains of iron they are chains upon your consciousness that make it difficult to come into real clarity and find your own deeper nature they ground the mind in <clears throat> fulfilling them expressing them 
And so when you do Brahma Sadhana, when you do <clears throat> spiritual practice and meditate, you take an ideation, <coughs> excuse me, that is um, something of the spirit, something sublime of your deeper nature. Whether you concentrate on a deity, a mantra, or simply light, whatever the focus of your concentration, the point is to calm all the thoughts in the mind and all the engagements of the mind with all of these impressions and activities and to let the mind <clears throat> be still, be quiet. When the mind is still, when the mind is quiet, then what arises from within is the deeper nature of your being. Your mind goes from restless difficulty with concentration to dharana, to dhyan, the flow of meditation. And from dhyan to samadhi, which is absorption of the mind <clears throat> into the focus of your meditation. And as you focus on the form of the Divine One, or as you focus on the mantra, or whatever it is that you're using as a focus, you begin to quiet the thoughts. And when you have that feeling, that ideation, that you are connected to that Divine Essence, then your mind begins to flow into that love, into that compassion, into that peace. And to lose the boundary of I and mine, you begin to feel that there is a love which is undying, and eternal, which moves you beyond the isolation of your individuality into the wholeness of being, where love divine and the grace of the infinite brings you to the shores of eternity. There you find that the separation of self and other begins to fade. There, there is one, one love, one truth, one self, one eternal beingness, one infinite awareness. And in that infinite awareness, you are whole. In that infinite source of being, the self of yourself, you find the truth which is undying, the truth of your own being.
immortal, eternal, infinite being, <coughs> beyond dualities, beyond separation, the very cause of suffering for which the restlessness in the mind always is working to find solutions to solve problems. But on the karmic level, it can't be solved. It's solved in the depths of the heart. It's solved in the stillness of being. in the quietness of love. Where the separation that is the basic source of pain dissolves. There you are whole. There the unstruck music is played. In the halls of eternity your being finds its infinite place, finds the home from which you have come, returns to source. Their infinite love, eternal peace, deep stillness abides. Without thought, without movement, in wholeness. You are always whole. You are always complete. This is your true nature. Don't let anybody tell you that you are less than this. This is your home, your source, your soul, your Atman, your natural state of being. This always is. But the mind distracted by the karma, the impressions laid from past experience and the working out of those mental waves of distortion, draws you back into activity in the world, into living in a human body, and into the joy of the experience of life, both in its happiness and in its pain. But the eternal nature is always there. The self of yourself abides eternally, only bringing your awareness to it and learning how to do that is the challenge of human life and of meditation. All right. Namaskar.